Hello there. Good evening, sir. How are you? I am I am here recording. That's and true. That is I suppose not terrible. <laughs> uh, not not terrible is the best I can say. <laughs> I know. I mean we didn't get hit by this massive, you know, wave of tornado or what it, whatever this was just recently. So, I personally blame Disney. Honestly. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure this is retribution and like Georgia is just getting <laughs> a little bit of extra. Like Disney's weather machines are like, well fine then. <laughs> Lawsuit and tornadoes. <laughs> Take that, I, you I, tiny little tiny little fascist. I mean, <laughs> We're definitely having a better week than a certain governor. Um, we are. We are having a much better de week than a certain de governor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have ice in my mouth. Now I don't have ice in my mouth anymore. Um, <laughs> I, oh man! Yeah, just just uh, a just a delight. Like, yeah. hey, by the way, you probably shouldn't stomp on First Amendment rights as a targeted campaign that you've been doing and doing a victory lap on TV, um, saying that hey, we're retaliating against you and winning because you spoke out against this. Probably doesn't leave you with a very good case. You I can only imagine the poor. Like, yeah, it's almost like it's against the literal First Amendment. I know that's the one that they usually skip. Um, it's usually just you know hey we can say whatever we want but you can't and then skip right to the fucking second but (laughs) (laughs) and and misread that one too Um, but you know sometimes sometimes uh actions have consequences and as as i've heard a number of times um there's a someone i know that one of their favorite sayings is Mm -hmm. uh life's about choices well yes it is yes it is and i really hope when you know the the un or whoever comes in to rescue the people of florida from this fascist regime that we get some sort of guillotine i suppose like that'd be that'd be a lot of fun i'd watch that on i'd pay-per-view that (laughs) you know speaking as (laughs) someone who lives in the great state of florida um why like what the fuck, man? Like, I, I hope this lawsuit costs enough money that it just becomes like Disney World. Like, <laughs> there's 50 states. I think my, my wife said that Florida just becomes like Disney and that would be the rainbow star on the flag. <laughs> you know, I think I was joking with somebody. Micotopia. It might have been you and your wife uh, in our, our little group chat the other day, but I'm like, the. Disney's going to end up owning Tallahassee when this is all said. Yeah, done. they're they're literally going to just nope. This is ours now. Like, it's all of Florida. <laughs> That'd I mean, be great. Probably would run a little bit better than it is now. I mean, truthfully, so it'd at least be more magical. Yeah, that's. that's <laughs> I I'm still I'm still waiting. I, I'm almost I'm almost hoping that that like the that the magic kingdom is on a fucking helicarrier that they've been like signaling this all along. And they're like, bye. (laughs) And just like, (laughs) Uh. yeah, we won. We own this entire country or we own this entire, this entire state. And now 
Disney just takes off and leaves a massive fucking crater like, in the Orlando area. And they're like, what do we do with this? And like, call it Lake Disney or call it Lake Woke Goes Here to Die. Uh, um, <laughs> woke went here. <laughs> whatever, whatever you got to call it. But either way, it's a giant crater in the ground where your entire economy just left. Uh, it, it's <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. Why? It's, why? It's, it's like someone read a book on, like, how to fascist <sighs> and was just like, uh, duh, I'm going to try to do that. Like, like, dude, you can't just read Rise and Fall of the Third Reich and skip the fall part <sighs> and just expect to be a successful human. Like, now, I will say, <laughs> the Rise and Fall of the, the Third Reich by uh, William Shire is one of the... <laughs> best movie or excuse me best Books. best like most comprehensive book about world war ii that i have ever read in my life um and yeah, i'm not but, it, but when you stop reading halfway through and don't get to the fall part and you're just like you cream Whoops. in your pants because like oh shit i'm gonna get to wear a white hood again awesome uh, like i really love really love the uh, tibetan good luck charms that <laughs> like really really love those and then you're like fuck it i'm done let's go uh that's that's probably not that's not great for anyone around you or just humanity as a whole um no no it's not a lot a lot of bad a lot of bad happened and um it's just it's just like ham-handed like version of that like um we're gonna pass a law where it's illegal to dress in women's clothes i'm unless you're like a senator or you're at a high school doing like some sort of fundraiser or i don't know you're like a you know president you know like fdr wearing a dress when he was little because that was the style and it doesn't matter Um, (laughs) or you know any any number of these these things uh that that it's that it's okay under those circumstances like well if we're not gay i'm like i don't think you guys know how this works <laughs> that if you wear a dress that's a <laughs> sex crime if yeah. you're a man which is weird because I, I was telling Kristen about this earlier we're like the the other direction <laughs> you know is you know the the, the like bullshit trope of you know, the the girl wearing the guy's like dress shirt like mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's that's kind of hot. Um, nope, that's drag. Sorry, you're a sex criminal now. You're like, wait, no, 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 no. That's not a sex crime. That's just hot. I'm like, mm. okay, hold on. You can't have it. <laughs> yeah, no, you can you can pick. Yeah, you can pick one. Like that girl can't wear shorts. She has to wear a dress, right? Otherwise, it's drag. That's cross dressing. You can't do that. That's a sex crime, and now you're a sex. Now you're a sex offender, and. As an added little bonus onto the uh, the fascist steaming pile of dog shit sandwich, uh, what what was the the other the other fun thing that they passed or are trying to pass? I'm not sure, but that sex crimes can be given the death penalty with an eight out of twelve eight out of twelve juror. Um, yeah, and I'm like, that or- is a fucking nightmare. Like, mm. I, I'm pretty sure I saw the beginning of Handmaid's Tale. And uh, there's so far the the only difference is that a Scientologist isn't in the lead role. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I, I guess Happy Thursday, Happy Thursday. <laughs> no, we haven't done this in a long time. It's I mean, true. We, we really ranted, haven't. ranted um, about it. Welcome to House of Nerd, by the way. 
eight minutes in eight eight minutes in um it's not a new record no <laughs> it's, it's a it's a it's a recent it's a recent <laughs> record <laughs> 33 one point i think yeah um no, no. We could just start here. You could have another, but we digress as like a little bonus. As yeah. a, as a, hey, here's for all our non-Spotify listeners. <laughs> yeah, my bad about that, guys. <laughs> trying to do something this week on Spotify. I was trying to up the quality of the production of this podcast, and what I didn't realize is that Spotify Sp- locks it behind a paywall. <laughs> Spotify for podcasters allows you to inject your own music. Or, or music from Spotify only if you listen on Spotify. So here I am just like, I posted this episode like on Monday. At as, no, as per normal. I stayed up on Sunday night to like get it ready to go on Monday in the morning and get to like Wednesday of this week. And I'm like, man, no one listened. Like th- that was our big episode, right? Like that was two episodes of... It was. It was a huge episode. I'm like, no one's listening like my feelings were kind of a little hurt and i'm like (laughs) did we say something like offensive on the last episode or so like i'm just like you know i'm over here like wow like maybe this is maybe this is the end you know like the thing has reached its natural end and then i get to tonight where i'm just randomly looking at the podcast and it's like oh btw you used you know the mandalorian music from spotify no one's actually seen your episode I'm like you idiot so it looks like we didn't <laughs> post until thursday but but we did but we did um but now it's out there you probably if you're listening you're not listening tonight because you know we're recording on a thursday but um sure if you wondered why you got the episode on thursday this week and we're like hey happy monday on the beginning of the episode that's why because yeah because I'm now gonna... now people if people could see the names that i was putting as the <laughs> as the co-host they would understand <clears throat> um, when when this whole like anchor to spotify change started happening it's <laughs> it i will say that the app itself the platform itself is a little bit more stable but they haven't added anything into I mean, it's still a free app, so don't, you know, don't get me wrong, like, appreciate the, the freedom to, like, do this, but there was no content update. It was just, we're changing the little icon on your app, and now it's right. you know, incorporated into Spotify. I'm like, uh, okay, I mean, a lot of people use Spotify, but a lot of people don't, so, you know, whatever. I, I that's I'm done with my ranting about, about Spotify <laughs> anyways, but... I, um, anyway, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down the the route that the snark did because uh, he did it better than I. Because I already did. Yeah, he, he already <laughs> it's, did. So, it's over. What I will say um, is that I do have one one little bit of news, and then I um, I guess we can get into the Mandalorian episode 24 because this felt it, very, very. It felt like very very timely. I mean. Wow, like I, we did not. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> we didn't plan it this way, but kind of, kind of worked out this way, like really, really nicely. Um, and, and I have some things, you know, just a couple things jumped off the page watching the episode. But um, before we do that, um, Snark, are you ready for a little bit of Ahsoka news? Just a, a I am. I am news? ready. I am excited. Um, so Dave Filoni gave an interview with Collider. Um, this week and this is coming to us via gizmodo um it's kind of a news aggregate 
you know, source. They they do this thing every day. It's like their pop culture stories that you should know, basically. Um, and uh, Filoni, uh, talking to Collider, stated that the run times of, episode, of Star Wars Ahsoka will be in the same range as The Mandalorian if, quote, maybe not on average a little bit longer. To which I say, bring it on. Um, give me all <laughs> Ahsoka. The actual, yes. the actual quote is, um, and this is a little bit of a long quote here, um, so bear with me. I'm going to read it directly to you. Um, quote Filoni, you know, I would say it's pretty relative when you're doing this kind of work. One thing John Favreau uh, and I are very adamant about is that we try to, you know, cut it down and strip it down to keep it moving. My episodes have actually started pretty long. They are probably relative to other episodes I've written and done, like the episode The Jedi from The Mandalorian. But it got to be too tight and fast because to make the action work, they've got to be shorter. But I would say they, uh, episodes of Ahsoka, are in the same range as The Mandalorian episodes, maybe on average a little longer, but the most recent cuts are in the same range. I like a long episode as much as anyone, as long as it's moving. Um, which once again, just one more reason to say thank you, Dave Filoni, um, because I, I appreciate that he acknowledges people want like a 50 minute episode of, you know, 49 minute episode of, of these shows because damn it, they're good. They're really, really good. Um, and I, I am in favor of 45 to 50 to 55 minute episodes, um, makes for a little longer recording, but, but other than that, I mean, Absolutely. But still an absolute delight. And we've we've proven that sometimes it doesn't matter what the length of the episode is. We can still talk for just as long. Absolutely we can. I think I just think it's 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 like he's saying though, as long as the story demands it, as long as they're not making something up to make something right. up. Um there's no filler in these things. Um but I believe I believe some forty one would have uh, have something to say about these episodes. All filler, no killer, I believe is the quote. Is that right? close? It's so close. Oh. All killer and no filler. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> like that's the opposite of what we want. Did I say all, all filler? filler. No filler? <laughs> yeah, like, my bad. Like what is this? One of the first five episodes of Avatar? Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that is this an entire season of Clone Wars? <laughs> that episode of Avatar that we recorded of Avatar um, never seemed like that. Um, Poor Avatar. Poor Avatar. Someday. Someday we will re-record it. (laughs) We're in a better space. You know what's interesting is that we have gone through... We we started this podcast almost three years ago now. We have had major illnesses. uh, You know, major life events have happened on this podcast. And almost... almost Three children have been born on this podcast. (laughs) True. (laughs) I think you're... Two and a half? No. No, you're right. Three children, I think it is three. Three children have been born during the duration of this podcast. And we found we have found a way every week, no matter what happens. Most, I think we had like one or two exceptions in there to put something out um, to the peoples. And I just, it's it's not easy all the time. <laughs> some of these episodes of, of, you know, some of the things we've watched have not been great. Um, but when we watched avatar i was i was fully not on board with it and the quality of that episode reflects 
the fact that I did not want to be doing that. <laughs> um, so maybe someday we'll re-record it to to do better quality of this show, um, to do the show justice. Um, lots of people love Avatar. I'm just yes. I'm not one of them. So we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. So for now, Are you ready to dive into uh, the Rebels episode this week? Because I I am ready. I am excited. Things to talk about. Um, oh, good. We're talking about uh, this is the 45th overall episode, uh, season three, episode seven, originally aired November 5th, 2016. Uh, so this episode is now almost seven years old, um, entitled Imperial Super Commandos. And the first thing that I'd like to talk to you about, Snark, is the Mandalorian. You- <laughs> yeah, did you remember the fact that that apparently that this is what jumped out to me immediately was apparently we had Mandalorian stormtroopers like in 2016 and we just didn't remember them? Like the, the Imperial Super Commandos, right? Yeah. I mean, I got the impression that they were the first generation um Mandalorian uh or I guess I think it's it's like the the marriage of the marriage of Mandalorian and Imperial like that. Hey, we're this sect is working, working with the Imperials. So, Hey, here's some of the, here's some of the Imperial gear. Let's start, let's start uh, assimilating you guys. It, It just, it took me a strong minute to be like, wait a minute. When we saw those Mandalorian stormtroopers, you know, last week on Mandal on the Mandalorian, like those are i mean you could hear it when they got shot like it was beskar armor these guys were not wearing beskar armor i don't think were they i mean i i don't i don't know they uh sabine definitely made quick work of them (laughs) right is that they've not really established i guess i thought beskar was supposed to be the strongest metal in the galaxy like only a lightsaber can cut through it or something except for adamantium well that's (laughs) foolish now i have adamantium ninja stars (laughs) (laughs) that is a great i don't know if that was a joke or a a, like a was it luke skywalker versus uh captain Captain america America. yeah that is that is like could luke's yeah the i think there was a tweet that was like i know this would never happen because they're two good guys and wouldn't wouldn't do that but if it did (laughs) <laughs> could the lightsaber cut through the adamantium shield <laughs> and i think, and I think was, mark yeah. hamill mark hamill said something like well yes of of course but luke would never do that um, right. and it, he's like but but it could happen it, it would definitely happen and i think chris evans responded with foolish now i have adamantium ninja stars <laughs> that is such a great honestly that is such a great uh, like little exchange i think that happened back when mark hamill got onto twitter for the first time i think or it was like or, during the pandemic i think i think so I, I think so i i just remember that was such a great interaction and i just i love because you could tell it was genuine and that's not like somebody's publicist you know doing that for them um which is i, I appreciate to see that but we're gonna so, find out it was his publicist. I know at some point I'm gonna find out it was both their publicists, and I'm gonna be really, really crushed. But right now, I believe it's it's real to me. Damn it, it's real to I'm, me. I'm I'm slapping the believe sign too. Um, we started watching Ted Lasso again. Uh, I have so started, good. 
I haven't started the new season, so please don't spoil it. But my wife we haven't either. <laughs> my literally, my wife tonight we're sitting down to watch something earlier during the you know faux tor- tornado um, situation, and she's like, "I kind of want to watch football." And I was like, "Well, the draft's on tonight, the NFL draft." And she's like, "No, no, no football, the, the other football, and the real like, one." I was like, I think I love you more than I ever have in this moment. And we we were watching um, uh, Welcome to Wrexham, the Ryan Reynolds, uh, <sighs> the Reynolds and McElhaney. Yeah. It's a great show. Such a great show. Oh, um, such wholesome people. Anyways. At least public facing wholesome people. I don't know, for real. Please don't be asshole. And please, please don't be awful. Back please to, be who we want you to be. Back to Imperial <laughs> Super Commandos. Um, no, I, I, I forgot that this is the season where we get all the interaction with Mandalore. I mean, we've got Fen Rao, uh, who, who we had met before this point. Yep, um, and Grey's Anatomy as Doctor Hunt, which I believe we talked about the last time we met him. I think we did, um, <laughs> but we, we get get a Grey's Anatomy crossover. I when they said, I mean, the very first thing they said was talking about. Uh, traveling through Concord Dawn, and I was like, "Wait a minute! We literally just <laughs> stopped last week talking about Concord Dawn. Um, like, what is happening? Uh, we didn't plan this, but I mean, it worked out so well. And Gar Saxon, and you can kind of almost—I appreciate Dave Filoni and John Favreau writing their stories so that we could do this. Like, I obviously they're fans. Like, they obviously listen and have. We're like, oh man, we got to end this. We got to end Mandalorian." like here so that they can i mean they stopped with episode seven so we gotta get them back very much appreciate it, guys. thank you guys it, it made putting out content very easy right i i appreciate you guys writing around us yeah it was it was much appreciated <laughs> but so i i did want to spend a minute on this because i feel like it's important to kind of to kind of go back to remind folks who these people are so uh, if it's okay with you i'd like to start with gar saxon um, who is kind of, he's the bad guy, right? Um, he is the Imperial, what do they call him? The Imperial Viceroy um, of Mandalore. So he's basically the local warlord, you know, that's been set up by the government, by the invading vo- force to kind of, you know, keep peace and, and prosperity to the Empire. Um, but Gar Saxon, we originally see during the Clone Wars, he fought as part of Maul's Shadow Collective. So the very first time we entered, we talked about Mandalore, which is in the Clone Wars, at least in the new expanding universe. Um, so I, Saxon is set up as he's a part of House Wren, which is obviously part of Sabine Wren's house. Um, but he was a member of the Shadow Collective. That's why he's got the red. And I think if you look closely, it looked like his helmet had the spikes on his head, kind of like Darth kind of like a, And kind of like uh, the armor had. <laughs> kind of like someone else who we might have just seen. Um, but Saxon made several appearances during the Clone Wars in that arc. Uh, he was der- there for the Siege of Mandalore. Um, he was also there during General Grievous's invasion of the collective base. Like, this is a guy who we know. I mean, it's just, it takes a minute to realize you know him, but Gar Saxon has been around for, for a long time. Um, and I think he's, 
I think he's clearly a bad guy, right? Like there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's not a, he's not a good guy. Um, but I think when you contrast him to Fen Rao, Fen Rao, who's the other Mandalorian, um, who we've seen this season, um, but he also appeared during the Clone Wars. He's another part of this, the sect of Mandalore, um, who I guess, if I'm remembering correctly, the way that the rebels capture him and they kind of set it up at the very beginning is he's, you know, not necessarily a prisoner, but maybe, a, you know, like you're invited to stay and not leave basically. <laughs> um, which is another way of saying prisoner. Right. Um, right. That is how that works generally. But, but he's an, a leader of another sect of Mandalorians. Um, but he primarily lives on Conquered Dawn which is a moon of a moon of Mandalore, I believe, like a part of the Mandalorian system, but it's a moon in the Mandalorian yes. system. I don't, I don't know exactly how that plays. Um, so I could be, I could be wrong. Research might sound like typing a little bit here, as it does. Um, but um, okay, so just the Conquered Dawn system is within the Mandalorian sector. Um, but it is not part of Mandalore itself. Okay, cool. Now that we've straightened all of that out, um, I appreciated the way that they set up Gar Saxon as kind of the, I, I don't know, if the, the vicious villain, kind of the foil to Fen Rao to give him a reason to want to fight for the rebels, right? I mean, is that how right. you read this? Yeah, pretty much. That That's... That's his whole his whole purpose. I mean, he's yeah. a cool character and everything, but that that's that's why he's there to make sure that Fenrau has a reason to leave. I think it's the same, similar to what they did with Wedge. Yeah, but it's they they have to they have to give them give them a purpose to leave. They have to give them something because otherwise, why why would you leave the stability of the Empire? Like, what what sense would that make if you're already that that deep into it? Going, hey, this shit's pretty good. Like, we're fed, we're powerful. Like, you know, same reason a lot of people join the army. <laughs> I mean, like we, we get three squares, like three hots and a cot, and <laughs> right. life's life's not too life's not too shabby. But it's, can you live with yourself at the end of that at the end of that day? And I, I think that's point. they have to give him the reason to the reason to get out of bed in, in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, if I'm reading it, the way that I read this was that Fen Rao, you know, at the beginning we see him kind of, like you're saying, you know, I don't have a bad setup. I'm basically the linchpin between the Empire and the and the Rebels. And I like how he said, it's it's foreshadowing now, but at the time, well, at the time it was foreshadowing, now it's just true. But he said, you know, <laughs> we, we outlasted the Old Republic, we'll outlast the Empire, we'll outlast yeah. the Rebellion too. And I'm like, yeah, there's no way Filoni didn't like plan this out in his head which it just gives me so much hope moving forward with the <laughs> movies because if he was doing this in 2016 he knows like where we're going right yeah ex exactly where like how how the space whales fit in how everything everything is going to fall exactly into place I and i feel like be a masterful mosaic i trust him completely because if he I, this just shows me more of the fact that he's like, I know what I'm doing. I will get there. Just give me some time to get there. 
Like, and I think that's, I think that's probably the pitch. The sheer Golden. love and reverence for the for like the, the source material. I mean, how do you how do you not look at this and see? It's like, I, and I've used this analogy before, but it's like Charlie from It's Always Sunny. It's like it's all fits together. <laughs> it literally all fits together. Like it's you don't have to squint. You don't have to draw long lines. It's literally this is a kid who grew up watching Star Wars in the seventies and loves it. I mean, he loves it as much as we do. And right. I think that's <laughs> this is this is what happens when they're like, "Hey, give like what, just let the fans write it." This is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. They're letting the fans write it, and I f- I feel like we wouldn't wouldn't even be having this conversation if we had if we had just watched straight through Rebels. Mm-hmm. And hadn't taken a pause and gotten all this other stuff. Because we didn't know any of this was coming when we started. And we were just like, fuck it, let's watch Rebels again because it rocks. <laughs> That's the whole genesis of this podcast. Yeah. I really liked Rebels. And That's I really awesome. didn't want to cover 800 episodes of Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's, that, that is another reason why we're watching Rebels and not Buffy. Um, besides <laughs> it's like I, I will quit <laughs> i can't i think but yeah I, we wouldn't i i don't think we'd be having this conversation at all without without that and we didn't know this was coming at mm-hmm. first which is even which i think is even cooler yeah i mean we we i think we can safely say we started watching this podcast we, we started making this podcast with no idea what, what the future was coming. I think we had just seen, had we seen season one of Mandalorian? I don't think we had actually. I, I don't think, think so. Had, I don't think it had been out because it came out in 2020. We started watching this because I think it was because the Mandalorian was coming and we're like, we should start a podcast and look at seeing over the last three years, the way that Disney has treated star Wars uh, there's been some missteps sure but this is not one of them right like nobody's going to hit a thousand percent that's what you learn in baseball is if you hit 300 you're one of the best people to ever play there i think it's 400 if you hit 400 300 is it 300 yeah, yeah you're one of the best players to ever play the game um so i know that that's you know people want everything to be the best and the greatest and it's like that recency bias thing but like this is six years old, almost seven years old. This still holds up. Like, it's still good. And, and I would argue it's even better with the context of The Mandalorian, right? I mean, I, it, this just took it and blew it up and made it live action. And I, I sincerely hope we get to see more of this kind of infighting between The Mandalorian, you know, the sect someday. Um I don't, I don't know that that will ever happen, given that we've already got one Mandalorian TV show. I don't know we need, like, seven of them, like Game of Thrones <laughs> is doing. Um, but it, I, I think it gives, it gives very way more context to the end of this show that we just saw with Mandalorians, with all the different sects of the Mandalorians standing there saying, for Mandalore, for Mandalore. Like, the people of Mandalore have finally united and we see what happens when they're not united right here, when they, you know, the empire keeps them fighting each other. Like that's, that's why, that's why the empire was so afraid and the shadow council couldn't have, you know, the Mandalorians reunite uh, and 
turn on the great forge again is because they knew that you know we don't want a very powerful enemy you know and the mandalorians who, who are yeah, having two two fronts probably pretty pissed off after what we did to you know the surface of their planet right um I, i'm rambling at this point but i just i, I think this episode there there's a lot of i mean there is still that aspect of like pod racing right like the the scene <laughs> with ezra and you know he's being held on to by sabine or i think at one point chopper. as they're just owning people yeah chopper catches him at one point but they're, was, they're just like wrecking right. shop and that all i'm thinking cool. is like shoot sabine <laughs> like, just, just shoot what? a backpack shoot it's a backpack. I, is it like wait you can't you, you you aren't supposed to shoot the horse like it is that is that what's happening here? Like you're shooting at the only dude who can block it. Like what? But if, Why? but if you shoot this would be, I mean, I'm obviously great that they, they didn't great for our heroes, right. but then he gets dropped, you know, 800 feet into the ravine <laughs> and uh, you just, well, I would say you mop up the wreckage of Chopper, but let's be real. Um, they waste Sabine and Ezra, and Chopper just destroys them all. <laughs> He's a homicidal little murder droid. You know what's great? <laughs> I have heard that phrase describing Chopper so much more recently. I know it's because people are listening to this podcast. And it's got to be. We put the <laughs> That is the first time I heard it. <laughs> like, was when we said it. Yes. Calling him a homicidal little murder droid. And now everyone is talking about their favorite little homicidal. I literally heard that like three times. And I'm like, you fucking stole that from our podcast. I know you did. Like, there's no way, no way we all came to the same conclusion about. Like about independently that. over the last like two years, <laughs> every, everybody together, like with no other, no other reference to Chopper. I can't uh... prove it, but. I but have... it does sound like we have a TikTok clip this week. <laughs> It does. It it very. And then we can does. stitch it with everyone who's calling him a homicidal murder droid. We can be like, go back and listen. Mm-hmm. We're the OG homicidal murder droid. Stole that from us. Anyway, oh. I I do feel like this is like, I, I don't. I guess after after watching like two episodes in a row and just like like two hours of Star Wars last week, this feels mm-hmm. like it is very straightforward. And there is it is just like. A to B, like the whole point of this episode is to get Rao in our camp. And you have the, I, I would say, at, at what point? At what point did you? I, I don't know how I want to phrase this. When Rao takes the ship, mm-hmm. was he turning back when you were watching this, or was no. it like fuck him, Phantom Two, out? <laughs> like, I, I okay. Obviously, he turned back, but I think. I, I think the problem, first of all, you're you're dead on, spot on. I had that as a note. I was like, there's no B storyline. This is just an A storyline. Yeah. It is straightforward. We need Fen Rao and his, you know, we need Fen Rao and whoever else works with him, his protectors to be in the, the you know, to be in the rebellion. Um, I think, I think it, it's like he said, you know, it's when he saw that she was willing to die for Ezra. That he's like that's that's the type of person I want to work with, right? And I get right, that. like that. Uh, that's not something that the Empire would do. They would just go fuck him and waste him. And as yeah. it turns out, the rebels would also do that. Um, they would, depending on, depending on what level you're at. They would. Um, <laughs> Looking at you, Andor. <laughs> I was gonna say, 
Well, we don't really want to <laughs> dive into the the uh, morals of that particular aspect of of you know war. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, it's funny. It's I, I actually just played um, a game called Resist by a fantastic designer, David Thompson. Um, and I forget the co-designer's name, uh, but it's about the Spanish Civil War, and it's okay. it's kind of like that that you you are trying to rebel against the government of Spain, and you're you have your little you know like Maquis the Marquis Maquis the mm-hmm. resistance fighters, yeah, and you're trying to send them out on missions to overthrow the Spanish government, and it's like they're they're like people with names and personalities, and and you have you have to decide how far you're willing to go because you you can either like expose somebody or um like leave them hidden and use different use different abilities but it's how how many people are you willing to sacrifice to achieve your ends and and at what point do you just call it quits and go hey we've lost too many people like this isn't worth it anymore and it's it is fascinating it's like it's a game that's like a hundred cards and that's it like the whole game is is like the size of my hand and all of those decisions are in there. Like exactly what we're talking about is packed into this game. He's actually about to drop another one on crowdfunding called Witchcraft. That's okay. This, it's a, the same premise, but it's like you know Salem. Okay. And like witches for, but anyway. So you're you're worried about how far is too far, and I I think that's one of the things that Andor wrestles with. That this wrestles with is how how many Worth people are we willing to sacrifice to make this happen and i'm blanking on his i'm blanking on the gut luthan that mm-hmm. he's willing to sacrifice an entire rebel cell mm-hmm. just just so that a secret gets kept and sabine is not willing to sacrifice one person but you have to have both yeah I think and i think that's what that's what this show and this universe is trying to tell us is You've got to get your hands dirty. I mean, for so long in the universe, that's why Andor. That's why people love Andor. I, I think, and I, I, will, I will. Now they do. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, but when that happened for the first time in in uh, Rogue One, do you remember there was a lot of backlash about the fact yeah. that Andor just murdered that guy? Like literally, I mean, he just. You can't him. have a Star Wars character, a good guy, murder someone, like. Yeah. Have you watched A New Hope? <laughs> I mean, but if you if you just there is it, no Han shot first debate. There is only Han shot. <laughs> Han shot first. He killed Greedo in cold blood, and yeah. that, no that, other thing happened. There's no. no shooting first. Han just shot. <laughs> but the thing is, is that Greedo is an alien. He's not a human, and I think that I really do think that hat plays a role into the like the psyche of i mean if you watch a new hope just at the surface level like the first time through watching a new hope you don't get into the morality of this it's just a space western that's all this mm-hmm. is and well then when my daughter watches it for the first time she has a whole world of hurt coming <laughs> I, you know but I'm so you see what they did here is <laughs> And this, she's like, Dad, I'm four. <laughs> this scene was delivered this way so that they could come back later and the ending would be so much chef's kiss. No, I mean, but you're... But you're... <laughs> Shut up, Dad. I just want to watch this movie. I don't, I don't like Star Wars now. <laughs> no! But, the, but seeing the, the development, and I think that's why people love... I mean, that's why I love... I shouldn't say everyone, but that's why I love Empire Strikes Back so much. <clears throat> 
is because it's such a more complex movie than A New Hope. And I would argue it's more complex than uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. It is a dark and twisted and, I mean, at times... That's what life is, a series of down endings. <laughs> We're not going to let the people down. <laughs> it's a Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. We're not going to end this on a, like, a sad note. But like... <laughs> That's not that's not a sad note. That's a great quote. It is, but it's also not a thing. Like okay. Yes, ultimately life is life is a series of choices. I would I would get that. You have no idea what that's from, do you? No clue. <laughs> okay. It's I'm, from clerks. I'm making shit up at this point. Um, <laughs> it's it's from clerks. That's what okay. Rand Randall says his favorite favorite Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. He's like, because it's like it ends on such a down note he's like that's what life is a series of down endings all jedi had was a bunch of fucking muppets see i look at, I, look at <laughs> I look at uh empire and i say it doesn't end on a down note i think that very tail ending scene where you see luke and leia standing there in front of that spiral galaxy picture in the background which is very clearly cgi and probably the worst like the worst cgi scene of the whole movie i think it's a painting i think it I think that that movie ends on such a high note because now, you know, like they're going to, I think you see the Falcon take off with Lando and Chewie and they're going to hunt down Han. Like it, it, to me, it, that's a high note. Like, yeah, Luke got his hand back. Like, I mean, it it was, I don't think that was the original ending either. I don't think his like his hand isn't back. I, I, I feel like I read something about it, but I don't remember what it was. We are far, far, far off topic, but I, we are. I think we're actually close to actually being on topic at the same time. <laughs> a weird place we have be. gone all the way around. But I mean, look, I, I think now with the context of what we've seen from Mando, from Andor, from, I mean, all of these live action shows that we've seen, I don't think our reviews of Rebels are going to be reviewing scenes. I think it is a much bigger picture kind of review that we do now. Because we know yeah. we know where we're going, or at it's least we com- we- uh, where we hope. It's a conversation in context. I we've I, been given the context. I think we. I, I looked it up while we were on here. Uh, Mando premiered in like November of 2019, I believe. Yep. And we started our podcast in August of August. 2020. Yep. So shortly we- before Mando season two, but we didn't have all of this con. There was no. There was no Rebels tie in season one that I remember that it was just Mando and you had maybe the Rangers, uh, the Rangers of the New Republic and like all that stuff kind of going on. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't it wasn't apparent until we saw essentially like Luke (laughs) that it's like, oh, wait, this is. And you started getting rumors of. Hold on, we got Ahsoka. Huh? I think like that's when it started. I'm trying to rack my brain. I mean, we got Bo-Katan um, in season two because I remember that Bo-Katan is on the she's on the bridge of that ship at the end of season two. They're they're holding off the yeah the Imperial super commandos or super droids or whatever. Did we get Ahsoka in see? We got Ahsoka in season two. Also, we might have. Yes, we did. You're right because uh, Grogu goes off. He has mm-hmm. a and he we saw you know potentially. So we- we got her, which means we got the call out to Thrawn, like all of that. And it's like, wait a second. This is this is starting to sound real Rebels. <laughs> it, it, it very much, I think that was the point where 
and, and then I mean, you smash cut to this year, you got fucking Zeb showing up on screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, which was just. I still say they missed an opportunity to have Zeb and Chopper at the very tail end of this, like in the background playing, you know, Dejarik or something. That would have been, to me, that would have been perfect. Like that would have been. I would imagine Chopper's with Hera. See, I think Hera is with the Republic. I mean, we know that she was with the Rebellion. Um, we know we saw we saw Chopper in a in a scene in Force Awakens, right? I have not played the Force Awakens games, so I probably should look that up. Um, mm. I see. I think Chopper. I mean, I could I could see your point. Zeb going off to fly fighters, you know, with with the Rangers. I could see that. Um, and the kind of, I guess kind of the ghost crew is broken up a little bit. I want to see where Sabine is when we come back. Like where that's the whole point of like, Hey, oh, Chopper was in rogue one. Sorry. That's, yeah. that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Not force awakens. Yeah. That's where we hear Hera, uh, general Sindula, or they call out general Sindula over the, um, over the loud yeah. and rogue one. So, I mean, I would imagine she's still with him. Either that or he's with Dr. Afra after her droids go away. If they find a way to bring Afra into this universe, that would. I'm going to keep saying it on here, so maybe Filoni will start listening. <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I think it's just such a deep cut that I think a lot of people are not going to necessarily. There's not going to be that like. I think she would quickly become a beloved character because she's like evil Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, like I think she has that a- that can hold hold her own with Darth Vader, like. <laughs> I mean, look, you had Black Kyrgyzstan in this show, so you uh-huh. know that there is a possibility for that to be out there. Um, I mean, yes, I think she's a deep cut character. I think she will make an appearance at some point. I think it's just a matter of like you only have so much screen time, right? And you can only do those like cameos a little bit before. I want a backdoor pilot for a Dr. Afra show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, can, that's what i would like like a mini series like six episode mini series and then you can start sprinkling her in <laughs> i would watch it i mean to be very clear i would watch it but i think you start to run the risk of like is that your hawkeye of the star wars universe right good show enjoyable show um you know we talked about it but but does the quality diminish by doing something like that i mean you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to like plow through all the goodwill that you've made that's uh, uh. i know <laughs> too soon <laughs> no he's better he's fine it i'm <laughs> thankful that he's not dead yes we'll say that because i think jeremy renner is actually like a decent human being right he seems um, to be <laughs> he seems to be a pretty decent guy um no i think i think that that is a 10 years from now that's the kind of show we might see um, is Afra and Kiristan. I mean, you've, you've established the character of Kiristan. So, you know, he's out there and you just don't know what he's doing. Um, I think it'd be a great, like young adult show, like, a, like CW. <laughs> be a whole kind lot of, of whole lot of murder. For yeah. CW. Yeah. I mean, it would be like HBO does CW, <laughs> but like a, you know, like a, a young adult, a lot of people die show. in CW shows. They just don't show it, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's... Kind of like the Dr. Afra. 
A lot like you just see like the droids going off to like murder hordes of people and then they're like well that was fun like in the next panel <laughs> like, oh my god i mean if you think about it i mean supernatural was on for like 15 freaking years 16 seasons they murdered a lot of people in supernatural graphically on screen pretty rough honestly mm-hmm. but i'm actually pretty excited to get to to finish up i'm finishing up walking dead right now and then i'm gonna s- finish up the uh, supernatural i actually have gone back and started supernatural over because mm. they're a fantastic podcast called supernatural then and now um hosted by two of the actors who were on and i'm <laughs> going to give them credit because i super freaking love this podcast um and it is something that I started, it started right before my son, my, my wife was in like the very late stages of pregnancy. Um, and this was just something that I would watch while we were waiting at the <laughs> office or I'd listen to it. Um, and like, we'd be at the doctor's office for, you know, all the appointments we'd go and everything. I just, it's like one of those things that gets stuck in your head, like just marks the way that like you see time. Uh, yeah. Richard Spate and Rob Benedict. Um, Supernatural then and now. If you cared about the show at all, uh, Supernatural, highly, highly recommend. Um, yeah, none of none of these like recommendations are paid recommendations at all. No, ever. Just, <laughs> this is all off the cuff. Just we're, that we we've, we've lost the thread of our episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, we have very much so. Yeah. Um, to wrap it up, we get Fenrau. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Any I other mean, podcast recommendations? No, we are completely off the rails. The old gods of Appalachia is fantastic. Also, <laughs> look, not every episode covering Rebels is going to be that deep cut. Like, oh my god, this is the one where things happen. Um, this is, you know, this is such a critical episode. I, I it, don't it is know. only that we get Fen Rao. Like that. That's it. That he shows up and is like, yeah, I'm going to be part of the Rebels now. So you you have, I guess, even more of a divide in the Mandalorians, because technically, Mandalorians are, you know, Gar Saxon and Empire-friendly. That's true. I think... that's, that's pretty much it. So and you can almost cut this thing down to the tagline or the plot summary um, without the cool, like, chase scenes. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the... I, I did enjoy the chase scenes, honestly. Yep. Um... They find an unexpected, deadly new threat awaiting. And if you just... Mm-hmm. know what that deadly threat is then you're done um <laughs> i i think that's what i'm struggling with a little bit and i think what i will continue to struggle with a little bit with rebels is that this is very kid friendly i mean it, it's it's not this is not at all you know mando um while yeah. there's a lot of meat on this bone this is this is still an animated show it is still geared towards children and I think it's going to, we're going to see that a little bit in these episodes as we talk about them going forward. But um, yeah, until we get to a certain point, and then it's then it's um, eh. I, I would I would argue it's almost batch like. It could be. Um, I think that's a where very... it's like, yeah, this is a kids show, but Jesus, there's a lot of death. Uh, and I mean, there's a lot of death in this too. But yeah, there's there's some stuff that's a little more kid friendly. point. No, there's a point where this becomes... I'd say it's before the night. 
before night falls, it does get serious. It does. Um, I'm trying to remember, is this the season that we see a specific character return? Um, oh, well, Thrawn, we do see Thrawn. I'm trying to, I'm skipping way ahead. This is the season we get Mal back. Yeah. This, I think this has probably my favorite two episodes um, of this entire show. Or one of them is definitely Twilight of the Apprentice, which, you know, I can remember off the top of my head. But there is an episode here that I think in a couple weeks we'll get to, Snark, that is just phenomenal. Um, There's so many. There's there's the one involving there's one involving Kanan there's one involving that would be Jedi Knight I believe is that yeah I, I think that's that is really, season four that is, is season four? four episode sixteen fourteen that's a great episode of television um, who something like that I, I I think it's right around there that is a really really great episode of TV episode ten season four episode ten is Jedi Knight. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But look, I think we've done justice. I mean, the, we may not... Twins, have... Twin Sons, I think, is the one that you're talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. That is the one I'm talking about. Um, that is the uh, penultimate is... episode. Yes. Of season three. Um, we got a whole lot more Mandalore. It's oh, yeah. I am, I am. I am like pumped that we just came off Mandalorian season three and hit this spot where it's like, what are the odds that we would legit be like in the, in the middle of Mandalore in rebels as we come off of watching the Mandalorian and we're being about, yeah, a hell of a lot (sighs) about that dark saber, a hell of a lot about Mandalore, a hell of a lot about Thrawn. And it's going to work really nicely to dovetail right into August where we get to start talking about Ahsoka. Uh, I'll help ah, so. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I, I think we shouldn't have said anything. We should have just been like, yeah, man. Fuck yeah, we planned it like this. <laughs> of course we did. It's going to be really hard to skip Secret Invasion. But if this lines up the way that I think it does, that might happen. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, because we've got a long ways to go before we get there. And a short while to get there, too. But for now, Snark, anything else you wanted to, to talk about tonight? I think we've done a pretty good job um, talking about these episodes. Yeah. I think that's I think that's about it. Well, I think I we'll feel let, good. I think we'll let you take us out as you always do, sir. May the force be with you. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>